I feel comfortable saying that this is the Enemy Slime Podcast, episode number 84. Uh, I'm your usual host, Jared, and today I am joined by Mr. J. Joseph Jr. Yep, I'm still here. Uh, Mr. Doug Wilson. Hello. Uh, Lucio Lorenzino. Maybe. Wait, did he say he was coming back? I think he might have. <laughs> He's here, we promise. Oh, we're very... We'll Hello? We're very... <laughs> Can you hear me? There he is. <laughs> All right, we're not starting over. All right, Michael Mahoney. Doesn't matter. Hey, when have we started over after one of these? Just say here after I say your name. Michael Mahoney. Here. All right, there we go. And today we are joined by our a very special guest. We have Mr. David Nunez. Yo, yo, yo. Game I mean, I mean, I'm sorry, here. Yeah, that was, <laughs> that was tall. maybe a little much. Uh <laughs> <laughs> David is the David is the designer developer behind Gem Wars Attack of the Giblets, which we're going to jump into and uh, and discuss a little bit later here. Um, but why don't we kick things off with? Uh, should we go from like bummer to less bummer and just move in that sure. direction? I, I'm curious. I'm curious to know what you think is in the middle. Is in is the less the least bummer? <laughs> is it yeah. my game? All right. Well, let's see. So the worst the worst thing that happened this week is definitely Tony Hawk Pro Skater Five uh, revealed their first trailer. Uh, and boy, what a what a stinker of a trailer that was! Um, yeah, it was a pretty bad looking trailer. Jay still found something to love in there, um, but if you had showed me that and been like coming soon to Android tablet, I would have I would have said <laughs> I would have said yeah okay I'm down. It doesn't look very good, does it? Not from that trailer. You've got the most hope. So tell me, tell me, Jay, tell me your dreams. What are you hoping to get out of this? I mean, as long as it's not Tony Hawk Shred, it should be fine. <laughs> I have to, though, yeah, to it say, can be though, worse. that if you keep put pirates in a game or you put Tony Hawk, Jay will love it automatically. So. Yeah. I don't think that's true. What if Tony uh-huh. Hawk, what if Tony Hawk was a pirate? Um, yeah, that might work. So I, I, I guess, I guess. It's not even indicated by the trailer, but the best thing about Tony Hawk 5 is that they're promising the controls will be exactly the same as the other Pro Skater games. And to me, that's already a plus because I can just jump into some of the older titles. I can jump into 3 and 4, um, even Underground and American Wasteland, and just like pick it up and play. And I think for those games, especially for American Wasteland, I just skip the story mode and I go straight for the free skate mode for the, um, for the you know classic mode, they called it. Missing out, man. No, I don't think I am. <laughs> they had a story mode in Tony Hawk? They had a story mode in Tony Hawk. Okay, so in, <laughs> in Tony Hawk Underground, uh, the story is actually based on the life of skater Chad Muska. It's actually, I thought it was based off of Sun Tzu's The Art of War. <laughs> yeah, you know, we'll go with that. Then <laughs> Underground 2 is based off of um, uh, uh, Bam Margarita's uh show whatever that was called oh jackass. jackass no it wasn't jackass it was uh, oh yeah another show that was similar oh Mad- uh, wild boys madness you know, we'll, 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 we'll go with that <laughs> and then american wasteland which i guess had the most story um you're some small town runaway and you get off the bus set in california some people jack you for your clothes and your skateboard and this manic pixie dream girl comes up and she goes oh man dude that totally sucked let me help you out and help you get your life back on track. And the rest of your game is you becoming like this big skating star and helping rebuild the skate park and helping the Manic Pixie Dream Girl with her uh, skateboard magazine and all this bullshit. And it was, and so it was like an episode of Rocket Power, is what you're telling me. Yeah, yeah sure. 
sure, we'll go with that. That's what it sounds like. And then I, I then I, I think that's it. I think after that game, they drop having a storyline because I don't think there was anything. What was it? What was next? It wasn't downhill draft. Oh, it was, it was Project Eight that came after that one. <laughs> I mean, at some at some point, it just stopped mattering. At some point, it just didn't matter anymore. This is a so, really good use of time on a podcast where we. Yeah, don't you know what? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't intend to list every Tony Hawk game. You know what? I was just going through the storyline. I was just explaining that. But yes, it has a story mode. It doesn't sound like Five has a story mode. It sounds like. I guess the most exciting thing is that creating the park is back. That was the most important part of American Wasteland, creating your own skate park. Uh, that was really cool. And that's it. I can't really say anything else good about this game. All right. It looks ugly as hell. Good. Well, I'm glad we got to it. <laughs> let's uh, let's continue on that bummer train. Everybody, all aboard. Woo woo. Um, next stop is the very unfortunate. Uh, passing away of Satoru Iwata, mm-hmm. uh, who I think is probably, I don't know, what would you guys say? Like, maybe the maybe the third most recognizable face at Nintendo? Yep, that sounds right. Yeah, I would say so, yeah. Is that about the ranking for you? Yeah, yeah. Um, certainly more so, of course, after he uh, started appearing in the Nintendo Directs. And actually, to a large degree, Nintendo Direct was, was his idea and his uh, kind of uh, initiative um, he was the one who decided to really scale down like the Nintendo press conference and get rid of that aspect and instead, uh, you know, start taking their their news directly to their audience. And I don't know about you guys, but I always thought um, for the most part, it was a pretty great move. Yeah, I think they did a good job with that. Um, so, I mean, very, very, very unfortunate. Uh, he was only 55 years old and um, we we definitely could have used some more Satoru Iwata. Um, Lucy- I mean, like I said, you know, a, a lot of the, the things that he did I didn't agree with, but they always seemed like they were doing it, you know, because they thought it was cool, not because they wanted to, to screw us. Yeah, I think the company, I, I think even today Nintendo still carries that um, that kind of theme a little bit. Is like, yeah, we want to make games and we want to make some money, but we also, you know, want to have a good time in the process. Um, and we want you to have a good time, you know. Can, can, can I ask a question? Yes, you can. Do we respect Iwata so much that we're sandwiching him in between Tony Hawk and Star Wars Crash Cash in Five? I um, I don't know that it really matters where he goes, but um, I mean, he doesn't care anymore. I mean, it's not uh, this is not like an Iwata cast, but it did feel like it was worth mentioning. Uh, I mean, it, obviously, it's a, it's a huge shakeup to Nintendo. Um, I would say Nintendo seemed to get over it right away. Well, I mean, that's I mean, like, Nintendo the, has the, actually, day, the day after its death. It's like, hey, we're looking for someone else. They're such a stoic company. Like, but that's what they have to do, dude. You're not, you're not, you're like the second that death was announced, there was a fucking boardroom meeting. I fucking guarantee you that. That's what this is. Yeah. Yeah, it sucks that he's dead, but we need to fucking keep going, so. Right. At least some people on the board probably already knew that he was having extreme health problems. Right, so I, I would assume so. It probably didn't come to a complete shock to everybody. And I'm I, sure they already had, like, a list of people. I do have to give some, some props to the internet, because for the most part, I only saw, like, maybe one or two really shitty comments uh, about oh, it. you know, there's only the whole Wikipedia vandalization. I, I mean, you know, you're never going to get away from it. Uh, the, everyone on the internet is a piece of shit. There's just no like way in to... In general, <laughs> and I mentioned this in my obituary, that I felt that, you know, it was a surprisingly positive reaction from the internet, I guess. 
All right, let's see. So uh, two things left in news. Uh, we have Dead Island 2. Um, they're doing some weird stuff over there at Deep Silver because this game was playable. Why don't, why don't you explain it? Because you seem to be the only one that cares. This, this game was playable at PAX. Like, I played it. I put my hands on it, and I, and I moved That's around. That's what she said. That's what she said. And I beat up zombies. And then, strangely... Um, the game was uh, not at E3, and in April it was delayed until next year. Um, it wasn't in E3 at any capacity, and that felt weird to me because they had obviously taken the time to make like the game stations and to have the setup and, and printing the artwork and everything, and then for it to just like not be there was kind of weird. Um, and then today, uh, Deep Silver released a one a single line press release that just said that they had ended their partnership with Jaeger who is the company that was developing Dead Island 2. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. So what's going on there? Are they making the game? Are they not making the game? Jaeger publishing Dead Island by itself? What's going on? The press release I- says Dead Island 2 will continue. Okay. Kind oh, of, thank God. But it could be just like how James Bond is always saying that he's going to come back at the end of all of his movies. And he does. And he so does. He always does. So I guess, yeah. You know who else comes back? Better than ever. You don't know who else comes back better than ever? Who? The Terminator. Oh, yeah. It, I saw that 22% on Rotten Tomatoes. He really nailed it. <laughs> he really came back better than ever before. So anyway, it would have been a flop with Dead for, Island uh, too. that international audience. So if you guys are Dead Island fans, which it sounds like none of you are. Um, <laughs> this... I, I mean, the, the first one was great aside from all those game-breaking glitches. Yeah, that part's shitty. And the fact it didn't control very well. You know what I liked? I liked making my own weapons, and I liked who do you voodoo, bitch. Yeah, yeah, and getting in the truck and driving around, that was pretty great. No, no, I didn't like that. I guess you could run over zombies. But yeah. why would you run over them if you can hit them with an electrified baseball bat? I mean, that's that's a fair that's fair in every regard. Let's talk about... Play Dying Light, and that's probably a better game than 2 was going to be. Dying Light is a pretty good game, so if you need a fix, maybe that's the way to go. Um, so did Jager do Dying Light, or was that just published by Deep Silver? Uh, it was Techland that did Dying Light. So just give Dead Island 2 to them? I mean... Maybe that's what's going on. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I'm really interested to hey, see. Hey, let's talk about a game studio that we actually have some hope for. Um... And and is that is that motive or is it or is it David Nunez, author of Attack of the Giblets? I think it uh, might be uh, <laughs> it might be uh, the, anyone else. I guess. I like uh, you know I like Jade Raymond, but is she as hot as David Nunez? Oh <laughs> no, no, sorry. That's a serious question, actually. How hot are yeah. you? Uh, <laughs> go from one to ten. Yeah. 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 Uh, uh, I don't like these kind of questions. I I, I always go for a ten. Well, I mean, you know, Ooh. we can't. I mean, if, if you don't, if you don't hype yourself up, who's going to do it for you, right? That's you just true. My mom usually is a ten. That's my true. mom usually. She says I'm the cutest guy in school. All right. Well, there you go. Uh, there I'm, you go. I'm actually writing it, David, on the paper next to your name. I'm writing ten. <laughs> so. Perfect ten. There we go. It's there. It's in stone. There's nothing that we can do about it now. So, All right, so better studio and sexier lead. Here's to hoping it's true. Oh. <laughs> All right. Let's talk about motive real quick, and then I want to jump into some giblets here. Um, That's so. what she said. <laughs> there you go. That works. All right. 
so Motive uh, is a studio that is opening under the guise of EA, um, and it is the the new home of Miss Jade Raymond, Mrs. I think Jade Raymond. I'm not sure actually. I, I, I didn't know either. So I didn't put. I did not put that in my article. I think she is. I think she is married, if memory serves correctly. Either way, uh, Jade Raymond and her uh, maybe maybe not husband. He will not be joining her at the studio. Um, but they are uh, partnering with Amy Hennig from Naughty Dog and uh, Visceral, who you may know as the developers behind smash hit Battlefield Hardline. Yes. Yes, that's what we know Visceral for. That's what they're best... Yeah, that's what everybody knows them for. Best known for smash hit Dead uh, Space 3. The best Dead Space. Um, and they are working on a Star Wars game. And... Jay has Jay feels in deep down in his heart that that could be maybe not the worst thing ever. I, it could be. We know we know that all four of those elements are capable on some level. Yeah, that's true. I mean, but but I mean, hear me out here. Uh, musical bands, you guys, you guys know like a super group, right? Like yeah, Asia, yeah. Asia. I know what a super group is. So like Asia's a super group. Asia is a super group. They're made up of that's members. Why they're so good. <laughs> that's why that's why you're still seeing them all the time and you're forgetting the best super group ever velvet revolver okay sure velvet revolver we'll go with that um platinum hits packing out stadiums to this day velvet revolver <laughs> <laughs> so a band so successful i don't remember a single song by them um all right i plead the fifth let's just move the fuck on anyway it could be it could wind up being that kind of thing Let's just go. I don't know. Um, I give up. Way, I didn't know with you guys. Who Jade Raymond was until I looked her up right now. Um, yeah, I, I agree. Uh, yeah, she's fucking hot. But <laughs> not as hot as you. But not as hot as you. <laughs> but, but not as hot as me. So, I, I give her a nine, maybe. So David, let's talk about uh, let's talk about you for a second. Hold on, let me put down my phone. I was looking up pictures of Jade Raymond. Yeah, make sure that make sure that you. I, I want you in the zone for this. So, David, um, you are dabbling right now in the uh, in a in an interesting sphere of the Steam world, and that is the early access uh, segment. You're living the early access dream, if you will. Oh yeah. Um, before we go too far, I want to know because I don't know if it's something that we covered in in our interview questions. Um, I'm curious, are you, uh, is this your first project? This is your first game? Or have you worked with something before in the past? Uh, this is actually my first official project, yes. I mean, I had done some uh, Mega Man uh, fan game. That's my first, first project. And it was like this thing that I love to work on. And then I realized, oh, wait, I could never sell this. So then I... I right, you, know, you gotta do something where you make money. Exactly, and, and and not just money, but also you know I, I can't even like you know put it or post it anywhere. I can't put it on Steam. No one will ever see my my stupid ass fan game. So I, I came up with something you know for my own IP, and um, you know it still has some Mega Man in it, but you know it's totally not Mega Man. Right, right, right. So um, let me ask this too, because I always, I, with the indie scene, I, I always think that you get an interesting um, uh, reaction here, which is before you decided to to jump into game development, what were what were you doing previously? What was your what was your life before then? Was it were you just a student, or were you working a full time job somewhere? Or 
Oh, well, I'm still working a uh, full-time job. I am uh, working as a QA something or other at some marketing firm. Oh, okay. Um, Yeah, so I kind of live like a double life here. We're more like a triple life. I work on the game nonstop. I, I wake up. I work on the game. I'm, I'm, I'm sometimes at work, even though I'm not going to, you know, I probably shouldn't be saying this on a podcast, but I work on the game. Um, and before I go to sleep, somewhere around like 3 a.m., I'm still working on the game. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, I think well, that's the, good. That's a good, ge- that's a good dedication. That's pretty much well, the same thing we do, except we don't work on the game. But what we, a, we understand that. <laughs> no, we are also, time. we're also working on it. We're uh, full of snark, twenty four seven. Lucio has this, I, has this new project he's working on. It's called it's called Attack of the Giblets, and he's. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know where he, he, he came up with the called, idea. It's called Jewel, Jewel Wars, Attack of the Giblets. It's Jewel Jewel Wars. Yeah. He he pitched it to us straight after meeting you. Actually, <laughs> is that is that like a, a porn parody version? I guess. I mean, we can only. I think, I think it has also Kara in it. I think that's a thing that's happening. Yeah, he partnered with Asa Akira. Nice. Yeah, I don't think I'd always born. So. so let me let me ask because I'm always I'm always curious, and it's okay if the answer is no, not at all. But I, I always like to ask when when I talk to a developer who uh, who has like this double life because I think everybody leads that when they very first start getting into this industry. Um, have you found that your regular day-to-day job or your skill set that you picked up during that career path, have you found that contributing anyway to the development of, of your game? Is there anything that you've picked up in your in your normal office life that, that has uh, made the game better or shaped it in any way? Well, I think everything I've done in my life has brought me to this. And, and uh, my game has gotten better and better because of, like, for example, since I'm in QA... I've learned um, to look for things that no one will ever look for in, in you know, in uh, the development phases. And, and plus, you know, I do, I do uh, extensive testing on websites, you know, but I've taken that and I brought that to the game. Now I, I you know, my game is pretty much bugless. That's a good thing. Mm-hmm. I hate to break it to you, but that's not the future of gaming. <laughs> yeah, they, they, I mean, here's what you do. You release a game. And when your fans find out it's unplayable on PC, you pull it down from Steam and tell them that you'll release it again at the end of the year. I've learned nothing yeah. then. <laughs> well, it's not that you... I there's mean, a, there's, just, there's you, a serious question. Here's a serious question. Um, <laughs> isn't, isn't quality assurance testing, like, the worst? Oh, yeah. I mean, I have to see the same website over and over and over I, and over again. I, I had that exact same job, like, I guess... Yeah. I guess about seven years ago now, but I had that like exact same job, and it was like, oh my god! So oh, I want to kill myself every single day. But the only thing holding me into <laughs> the realm, you know, in, you know, in, into the, like the, the the realm of the living, is the hope that maybe one day I could just do gem wars. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, and I think that's what, I think that's an admirable thing. I think you know I think uh, what's so great about it, we actually have a. Um, Former enemy slime editor, who all, most of us uh, in the podcast, we got our start kind of um, in the world of RPG Maker, and back then we came in a time where you definitely couldn't make any money off it. You can make money off of it now, which I think infuriates a lot of us. But uh, back then you couldn't make money off of it. One of us, uh, his name is Jason Brown. He decided that he's going to make money off of his uh, skills, and he went off and started designing his own games. Uh, Skyrim modder that I admired did the same exact thing. He did like a really, really cool elsewhere mod 
Um, and he said, you know what, I have these skills now. Let me go off and, and, and make this game. So I think having that realization that, you know, you can take these skills and use it to create your own IP that you control, that you have complete creative control over, I think that's like a great thing. What, what, oh, Jay, yeah. what Jay is getting at is that it can happen. Your dreams can be reality. And, you know, you got to have a dream. I feel as though right now I'm in like a counseling session and you guys are all trying to, you know, keep me alive. <laughs> I just considered the art. <laughs> don't, 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 don't feel so bad. I'm, I'm a filmmaker, so. Um, I'm oh, I was to... a filmmaker too, actually. We, <laughs> we have to talk about that. <laughs> so, so that's a, you know, it's a whole different other kind of misery right there. Oh yeah, yeah. I was, I was in that too. All right. So send us send us to your IMDb. What are we gonna What are we gonna find? Oh, nothing. Nothing as awesome as uh, what I was watching earlier. Oh, got it. All right. <laughs> so that gives us a rough idea of where so, we're going. So, so, so tell us where you see uh, Gem Wars eventually like ending up. Like, what's the full full version supposed to look like in your mind? How's it look now? Well, right now it's um, it's a four-player uh, local uh, party game, but we're we're opening it up so that you can play. Well, right now you could also invite people uh, to play multiplayer online, but it, it's like through invites, and we're hoping to get the lobbies up by either tomorrow or sometime at the end of the week. And um, what I'm really pushing for is for the game to become like an esports kind of game, you know. I want people to play this professionally. I want people to go out there and like, you know, be the best basically. Mm-hmm. How um so what what engine are you guys working in for it? Uh this is this is our own engine. Oh, but what what programming language? I mean, oh, uh C++ with uh SDL. Oh, awesome. Hmm. Very cool. I don't um, know what any of those cool. letters mean, but <laughs> <laughs> and, and actually, I, I'm just a designer. I was going to bring that up because one of the things that I found really interesting in, in your replies to our interview questions uh, was to hear you talk about kind of your relationship with your programmer, Christian. Um, maybe, maybe, can you tell us a little bit about that dynamic here and the the way that you guys work together? What does what does he do versus what do you do, and where where do those kind of cross paths? So I met Christian um, on a Mega Man message board, and uh, we started talking about, you know, creating that Mega Man fan game. And, and that we started working when he was 16 years old on the game. And I was like, uh, I think I was 20, 21. And um, we, we started developing that fan game, and we're, you know, to get, we started working together, and, and uh, we realized that we had a good dynamic. Basically, we argue a lot about the smallest things in the game. Um, I know. But, I know what it is like to have someone who argues with you over the smallest things. Uh, yeah, it's called a girlfriend. <laughs> are, you, are you are you talking about me or your wife? <laughs> who? What? I don't. I I just know what it's like. I don't. <laughs> you don't want to name Wait. names. <laughs> it's me. I don't want to. I don't want to call anyone out, but Doug fucking pisses me off sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that I think that it it can be something that definitely uh, I know what you mean where kind of it you wind up producing something better as a result of constant bickering. Yes, yes. Like <laughs> I, I I mean, but it's not really bickering. It's just kind of like like he questions me, and I'm like no, and then he's like, 
but really? And I'm like, all right, you know, like, it, like we, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about, Jared. That and he pulls a knife on you and things get weird. I've actually sound... never met the guy. We've been working for like <laughs> Wait, really? almost 10 years. I never met the guy. Where's, oh, wow. where, where is he based out of? Um, I don't even know. <laughs> he moved, he moved like, um, a few years ago. And I, I remember he started in Rhode, Rhode Island. I don't know where he's at now. Oh, all I right. Can't keep up with I'm going up to Rhode Island this weekend, so I could have driven up and punched him in the face if you wanted. And this is oh. this could this could turn into like a catfish kind of thing where we find out that he's like you know uh, John McCain or something. And well, but I actually actually uh, aside from Jared, I actually have that creative relationship with um this guy, this director slash photographer I work with often. Um, I think it's good. It's like boy, he's one of my best friends. Can't say the yeah, same yeah. to Jarrett. Do you oh. know where he lives? <laughs> yes, I, yes, I know where he lives. Oh. I've, I've seen him face-to-face a couple of times. Like a good friend. Yes, like a good friend. <laughs> hey, Christian's a good friend. I just never met him. I, I actually have never seen a picture. I've never <laughs> even seen a picture of him, okay? Yeah, I'm, that, sound, that sounds familiar. That does sound familiar. I think, we've, I think we have one guy like that. I mean, he Are could... you sure it's a Christian and not like a Christina? Like, this is a woman and you just don't have any idea? Right, that's the catfish <laughs> dynamic. It's, you've, you're, you're just dyslexic and you didn't know and you've been reading the name backwards the whole time. <laughs> maybe it's well, a supercomputer. Yeah, I was like a great movie. I was going to say, maybe Skynet made Attack of the Giblets. <laughs> Look, none, so, of us, so. none of us here have met Jason in person. And then we found out he looks like a young Don Draper. Yeah, nice. that that was very shocking when we discovered. So he's that. like a nine. So he's like a nine point five. He's like so an eleven. You, but pretty hot. He's like an eleven. Nice. We're, we're sorry, David. Aww. <laughs> hey, we all have to have we all have to have goals, right? <laughs> well, um, to get more I, I, I don't even know what he looks like because, like, we we have a Facebook uh, connection and nothing. I mean, I've seen. Wow. Him. I've seen pictures of his brother, who was also a friend <laughs> on Facebook. So my you have guess, a good idea of what the gene pool is like. Yeah, exactly. So I have an idea, <laughs> like a general idea. I think that's a really but, interesting dynamic, though. Like, that's so that crazy is, to me that yeah. you could be... I mean, you guys have come a really long way. Like, you're very far along um, with, without having even... I, have, you, have you spoken to each other? Have you made, like, a Skype call to one another, or...? You know what's funny? We've actually been on Skype chats, but he's never said a word. <laughs> we've 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 tested mic compatibility. Uh, nothing. Never never heard him say a thing. Wow, I'm really not exaggerating. If you went on Catfish, like like the guys who host Catfish, this this is every red flag that they look for. <laughs> it's every single one. But but I mean you know it sounds like you're winning in the in the re- relationship because I mean you guys have created a game together like that's really something. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. Well, yeah. for that is the. <laughs> yeah, no, I think I think I think that's a great thing. I you know definitely had um, some awkward experiences working with programmers before. But you know what's funny? I, I've never like I've. I've displayed the game in two different conventions and I've, I've always wondered if maybe he, he like drops by and doesn't say anything you know? like, like he tries out the game and he's like he just like you know oh this is a very cool game what do you call it you know I that, I mean that's the, that's a very tell me about your programmer 
I'm well, really- that's why I try to bad mouth the programmer as much as I can to anyone that walks up to kind of like, you know, like force him to like, <laughs> to, oh, to, draw to, to draw it out, to draw it out, yeah. Draw it so the, so that the confirmation that you've met him arrives in the form of a knife sliding into your chest, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's you. I see. <laughs> If I could get as many words out after being stabbed in the chest, sure. Yeah, I mean, make sure you're make sure you're always exercising and keeping fit so that you can get that whole sentence out there. <laughs> okay, so I want to I want to I want to focus on um on jump wars a little bit more. Yeah, they um went in your multiplayer influences. You said Call of Duty, but you also mentioned Twisted Metal, right. um. Which I I fucking love Twisted Metal. In fact, I did a whole little thing on it on this uh, website. And when you pointed that out, I could see it. Like kind of the um, the uh, weapons that you get to pick up and use to splatter your opponent. I think that's uh, pretty cool. And I think what's appealing about Gem Wars is just the fact, you know, all the weapons, all the little power-ups you can pick up do something that's kind of different and crazy and fun. And it gets to be a little bit of a race towards, you know, getting the best stuff and blowing people up, and uh, I think there's something very nice about that, because in video games these days, you don't see that kind of stuff a lot. Like, you kind of, your guns are straightforward, um, or you have one thing that you kind of specialize in with the experience points. So, um, you know, I, I guess I guess your question tells us that you have some of this love for that old-school philosophy design. Do you want to talk a little bit more about that? Oh yeah, I mean, well, Twisted Metal was, you know, definitely a big inspiration, and I, I, I wanted that whole like um, four players on one screen kind of action, you know, just craziness, and um, I don't know. There's, there's some Smash Brothers, there's some Mega Man, there's some Call of Duty. I mean, if you, if you take a 3D shooter and then you put it on a 2D plane, that's pretty much what this game is. Um, right. And, and yeah, like all the items are, are inspired by different kinds of games. Like we have a teleporter arm where it's inspired by, by a portal. Like you, you tag a location and then you could teleport to it. Or you could tag an enemy and, and switch places with them. You know? Nice. Um, so while, and, you're, while you're on that subject, actually, can you walk me through some of the more unique game or uh, weapons, rather? The uh, weapons and items that you have in the game? Because there were a few where... Um, I, it took me a minute to, to wrap my head around like what I was doing with them because I'd never seen something like that before. Oh, well, well yeah. The, as, as I was saying, the teleporter, you could like uh, tag a player and switch places with them, and you could like um, you could jump off a cliff or, or off a ledge and into a pit and switch places with a player at the last second and kind of like, you know, make them, you know, get a kill off of that. Um, there's a lot of like pit dumping in the, in the game that I, I, you know, I think it makes the game unique. Um. So I definitely, it, I definitely ended up in a pit in this game without expecting uh, to do so. And uh, yeah. I, I, I like, I, I like the chaos. I like, I like the chaos of that. I like, I like how it's kind of frantic. Um, I do have, I do have to ask about the tracking dart. How does the tracking dart work? Yeah. Okay, what the so, hell's going on with that? So, um, as as one of you had mentioned, uh, the twisted metal. Uh, who, who was that? That was, that was Jay. That was Jay. Uh, Jay. So yeah, twisted metal. Uh, you know how there there's homing missiles, and then like the the almost homing missiles. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, that was a big inspiration for what the tracking dart is about. So what I, I wanted I wanted something like that, like a homing um, something or other. But 
I didn't want it to be so easy as just to pick it up and then all of a sudden you have a homing uh, beacon. No. What I wanted to do was um, you had to plant the beacon on someone and then all your shots, of uh, like all your weapons become homing. Uh, <laughs> That's pretty cool. I see. So, yeah. I just... So it, I think I would it's usually nice. I usually wind up nice, dying like before I could before I could utilize nice, it. It's a nice revenge tool. Yeah, uh, oh yeah. There, there's have no running played... away from like grenade. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever have you played uh what was the name of the game? Gunbound by any chance? Uh no. Never heard thing, of it. Does 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 anyone has anyone here played Gunbound? No. Mm, I, Jared, re- Michael, I remember I it. It was very popular. Um it was like it was it's like it's been I, so long though. I it was I don't kind think of, I did. Um, it was kind of oh, like I remember a, it. It's like worms. Yeah. It's like worms. Yeah, yeah. it's like worms. Oh. Yeah, uh, it it just had that feel for me. That's all. That's what. That's why. Well, yeah, it, and and that's another thing that we've been compared to. It's kind of like uh, worms. Uh, you know, real time worms. Because if you if you use the rope, I don't know if you use the rope in uh, Gem Wars, but it, it's totally ripped off from uh, from uh, worms. Mm-hmm. Really, I was going to cast Bionic Commando, actually. kind of gave me that. It oh, does, oh, yeah. Also, a Bionic Commando. It does kind of give you a Bionic Commando feel, I think. Yeah. So right now, right now we can um, create our character. I think I have a little black cat that I created. Um, so clearly some of this is tied to unlocks. And right now you gain currency by um, fighting in matches and picking it up. So I guess I have a... I guess I have a two-part question. First of all, for the first, I ask my second question first. The second question first is: <laughs> Is there going to be any kind of um, mo- monetary, like real money transaction thing associated with Gem Wars, or do you get all your cash through battle? Uh, yes, that would. Uh, that's in the plans. There will be a real life uh, swapping for cash for bits, okay. which is our in-game currency. So. Let's say if there's an item that you really, really want and you don't feel like uh, working towards it, well, you can just buy it. Okay, that's fair. That's fair enough. But you can still like work towards it if you wanted to. Yeah, yeah, definitely. There's, a, it's not going to be one of those games where you know you you have to you have to buy something. No, that, that's fair. That's fair. Now, are those items primarily aesthetic? There's not uh, any like weapons or anything like that that you buy as well. So um, the items are all aesthetic. Sort of. Um, what what happens is that they have little perks to them. Like for example, um, there's there's a mask that you could wear that every time you win, you get 150 plus bits. So you know it, you mix and match it with other pieces, and then you get more bits per per battle. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so okay. you're constantly earning bits. You know, it's not like you're, you know being ripped off or anything or like we're making it impossible for you to get that mask that you want you know right right so, so it's all like a freemium game where you would get enough so that it feels like you're close but never enough to actually get what you want <laughs> no you could always get everything you want i mean we're not gonna do that we're not gonna like there's gonna be some really expensive stuff like i, I like in the next update there's there's a skull mask which is like i don't know like uh, I think it's like a million bits, but it's worth it, and you, it's totally achievable. So here's what I'm looking at. I'm looking I'm, right now. I'm looking at um, the character creator, and what I'm noticing is that you have a lot of um, hair options, a lot of air options, but you don't have any hats. Oh, <laughs> there, there is headgear. 
headgear. Okay, there will be. Oh, there is headgear. Yeah, so so there is. So you do have. Yeah. Okay, that's important. There will be hats. There will totally be. Push a little steam. Follow up question to that: Will you be able to stack the hats? <laughs> um, no, you will not. But um, you will be able to stack the 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 bit gaining. Um, what do you call uh, a bit gaining? Uh, help me out here. What's the word? Doohickey. Doohickey. Yes. <laughs> the, so so basically, the, like, the effects like, of the equipment stack. Is exactly. That yeah. That's that's it. So. Um, I, I, and I mean, maybe this is something you you do mention in, in your response to to some of our questions. You do mention that you know the hope is that uh, not only does this do well, but that you can spin it off into some kind of a series and make more. And you know, I mean, obviously, I think that's a very natural hope that you would that you would want to uh, see in the, and how you'd want to see the game grow. So let me pitch this to you, okay? Everybody's got hats, and they stack they stack <laughs> the hats. On top of each other, and then you have to fight, but you also don't want your hats to fall off, so you have to really like think about that too. Well, so. we actually have a mode uh, called balloon mode, which is currently in the works, and it's kind of like that. Where um, let's say you, everyone starts with one balloon, right? Mm-hmm. And you go and you kill um, an opponent, then you get two balloons, um, and then like you kill another opponent, you got three balloons. Now here's the thing. Um, for every balloon you have, you get a multiplier for 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 every kill you get. So if you have three balloons, you get three three points for every kill. Um, now, if you want, you could destroy your opponent's balloons or just kill your opponent. Mm, um, okay. So so there, there it's it's kind of like that with the hat thing. Yeah, I know? mean you pretty much already did it. So never mind. I retract my idea. Yeah. Uh, maybe next time. Maybe next time, Jared. Next next time you get your hat stacking you, game. You know, I know that there's a market for it. We just got to find it. Well, it, it, it's going to be interesting because the balloon will have its own like. Um, it's going to have balloon physics, so you're going to see it like floating along. So you could use it as defense to absorb some of the hits, or you could use it as, uh, or you can defend them yourself and put your body in. And you know, I like it. Absorb I, the hit. I think that's a clever idea. What um, what do you anticipate as far as uh, the 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 arsenal level? Do you think that you've designed all the weapons that are going to be in the game, or, or do you see it expanding even further? Uh, we we always come up with new arms. It's and and it sucks because we don't want to create any more arms or any or any new weapons. Because um, every time we come up with a really cool idea, we feel the need that we have to add it immediately. Mm-hmm. Um. So. The, the cement arm, if you see it in the game, it's it's one of the the latest additions. And what it what it is is basically you could cement an enemy and trap them in, in cement and then kick them off into the pits. Mm-hmm. Another. Oh yeah, Jared did that to me, asshole. I did. It was yeah. great. <laughs> and and if you play um, King of the Hill, you could also like um, you know cover the the hill up so you know no one comes in except for you and you you know it's kind of to protect you so it's kind of like a, every every weapon in there kind of has like a double usage mm-hmm. yeah so i i guess right now i guess um the modes we have right now we have king of the hill we have super gem uh last man standing death match and you just told us about this bubble mode are there any other modes besides that that you're planning for now or is this it um there is also an infected mode that we're working on uh, uh that sounds cool yeah, and actually, for the next, for the very next update, 
um, we're going to introduce Ghost into survival mode, which, um, have you guys played survival yet? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, well, there's, there's uh, a competitive survival, and then there's a cooperative one. Um, for competitive, you don't come back. You don't respawn after every, um, every wave, you know? So what we're going to do is that if you die in competitive, you become a ghost. And then you could kind of like hamper the other player, the living players by like picking up items or like um, reducing their points or like it, it's going to it's going to be a completely different mode. But it's still technically the same, you know, mm-hmm. that sounds bad. That, that looks, yeah, that does sound pretty cool. Yeah. Um, apparently someone uh, Bomberman did it before something similar to it. Oh, OK. So. Yeah, it's, that seems like something that'd be right at home there. Yeah, so yeah. it—that's that's a lot of fun. We we tried it already, and it's it's very different. Mm-hmm. Cool. Now, obviously, for a game like this, um, it feels very oriented. Uh, I, I mean, online multiplayer is great, but it it it's always something where it seems like you would be better suited to a local game if you can manage it. Um, I mean, especially you called it yourself a party game, of course. Uh, what what are your hopes and dreams as far as consoles go? Obviously, that could be a ways off, but is there is there anything that you've got your eye on or, or that you guys are considering looking at, or what, what plans do you have there? I mean, I would totally go PlayStation exclusive uh, if, if that's a possibility. I, I love PlayStation. I've always been a PlayStation guy. And um, what well, that, that, that was that was the right answer because Doug yep. Wilson, PlayStation executive, is ready to sign the deal now. <laughs> yep. Oh I'll yeah. And you. Yep. We get ninety nine percent of the revenue, and you. Get <laughs> Wait, you're that Doug Wilson? One percent. One percent goes to charity. One percent goes to charity. You get nothing. <laughs> you know what? Honestly, I'm getting nothing right now. Like when it comes in terms to like percentage of the game. Um, I've given everything to, and, and I've spent a lot of money on this game. Like, uh, the last convention I spent like almost $3,000 and I, you know, I, I wasn't really even selling the game. I wasn't pitching to sell the game. I just wanted people to play it. Right, right. Um, wow. yeah, so, so, I mean, I'm not, I'm not in it for the money at all. I'm a, I'm a little, I'm a little, I'm a little curious since you bought that up. Um, you know, when I, at least when I started in filmmaking and I, I would take my films to like um, festivals and conventions and would screen them for audiences. The first couple of times I did that, it was kind of like terrifying to get the audience reaction. How has it been like sitting there and um, watching people play your game? He seemed better relaxed when I met him. I'll tell you that much. (laughs) Well, I definitely feel better about them playing my game than watching my films. Because my films have always been a you know when I when I when I started doing film it was it was very um, I kind of feel like it's a little more personal because you have actual humans talking and usually they're very bad acting humans because they <laughs> they don't you don't pay them anything you know but yeah. um, see people playing the game that that has been the best absolute best and you know i i I, the next thing i want to do i want to donate my my um arcade cabinet to to kids hospital or something i don't know that'd be awesome yeah i I think i think it would be um i don't know who would take it because it's the thing's huge (laughs) but you know i want i want kids to play this this is it's a fun game um 
kids can play, hardcore teens, adults can play it too. Um, I had my dad play it too, which is weird. <laughs> I think it's really easy to like just just jump in and get into it, and I think I, I agree with Jared. It works a lot better on the uh, local level for now. Um, yeah, it's great as a as a party game. I you know when I was a kid growing up, I was actually in and out of the hospital um, constantly. I was a pretty sickly kid, and having those uh, game cabinets, like they had a little Nintendo cabinet set up where they would roll it out and. Um, you were kind of at the mercy of whatever the hospital had. Like you couldn't really bring in your own stuff because everything was locked. But you know, it was a, it was a nice, it was a great way to pass the time. Like that was the first time I ever played um, a Link to the Past, for example. And that was the first time I ever played Earthbound. Was it there in the hospital playing out of this cabinet? So you know, I think if you can manage something like that, um, it doesn't really matter what the game is. I think it's just going to make some kids' day to be able to relax and play this and just escape for a couple of hours. Or it'll really piss them off because they get so competitive and then it raises their blood pressure and they die. Yeah, that could happen too. Way to go. But in all, in, in all seriousness though, maybe that that might be something where it would be worth reaching out to like Child's Play and uh, and seeing if that's something that um, that they could help, you know, find like a like a home for it. Um because obviously that's that's their whole gig, right? Is is partnering with the hospitals and stuff like yeah. that. So I mean, that I think I think that's within the realm of possibility for sure. Oh yeah, well, yeah. Um, I still need a lot of work to do with the with the arcade cabinet. Sure, so I'm, I'm, of not, I'm not giving away just yet. No, but I've already <laughs> got course, him on. I've course. got him on the other line. Hold on. <laughs> Let me catch. Let me... They, they thought this was going to happen today, so they're actually. <laughs> I'm going to have to promise the children already. <laughs> <laughs> Kids, don't worry. The chiblets are coming. <laughs> little, little Tommy, if you can just hold on one more day, <laughs> it'll be here. He was looking forward. I to I mean, it. what what did the Make Wish Foundation called you and they said, you know, the one thing this kid ever wanted to do was play Gem Wars. Oh well, I'm definitely gonna make that happen. I mean, like, <laughs> I, I doubt that, that that's what that kid really wants. It's a very <laughs> specific. It's a very specific request to the Make a Wish Foundation. I'm pretty sure he wants to meet Johnny Depp first. You know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so you can meet Johnny Depp or David Nunez. I should mention David is a ten. Yes. <laughs> Let's factor that in before you make any choices, Johnny. Uh. Wait, on what kind? Of, what kind of scale are we talking about again? One through ten. Okay. Well, I mean, Johnny Depp is from, dressed from, like a dirty pirate, so from basically from Jade Raymond to Don Draper, that's the scale right now. <laughs> and so, so wait, she's she's like a one on that scale. <laughs> you know what? For, for that scale, yes. We're a really handsome bunch. <laughs> well, oh, she doesn't make a very handsome man. <laughs> That, that's well, true. She doesn't make a very handsome man. Well, but how hard is she trying? <laughs> Not very. Got to factor that in. You know, you mentioned you mentioned uh, online being, um, uh, or, or that local is is the way to go. But we actually have a big idea for the online campaign. Oh yeah. And, yeah, and I, I think it's going to change the way um, the game's going to be played and. I think it might even change the way Call of Duty would be played. You know, I'm here to revolutionize people. So, so well, that's always, you always got to aim high. So tell us about it. Is it something you can talk about, or is it a trade secret? Like I, oh, yeah. you know, they're they're working on Titanfall two right now, so I don't want them coming in here. 
If it's a trade secret, we want you to break the NDA right here. I don't want him stealing anything. <laughs> oh, no. I mean, I don't, I don't care. I, I'll, Jared I'll will pay it. for all the penalties. I, I want to hear it. I want to hear it. So, so basically, I want to make sure that everyone um, plays the game and enjoys it. Or, as I said, I want it to be an eSport. I want people to watch it. I want people to enjoy watching it. Um, but then I, I also came up with an idea that um, I want people to continue thinking about the game even as they're not playing it. For example, you know, you know how people have like like apps for sports and like they, they keep track of, of the scores of who's yeah. playing, whatever. Yeah. Well, I want people to do that for for Dem Wars players. You know, like oh, this guy, uh, he's David Nunez is kicking ass today. You know. That kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know it, it seems a little like, you know, out there, like, why should anyone give a shit if anyone's playing Gem Wars? But um, I'm, I'm putting in an, uh, an incentive. Um, you could wager on battles and you could get more bits. You could. Um, oh. You could spectate. That's another thing. And not just spectate, but you could also participate, which means that. I, you know how, how weapons drop from the air, like the, mm-hmm. the crates? Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, imagine, if you will, if someone, uh, if a player is actually swiping that in from their from their mobile phones. No, that's pretty cool. It's kind of like the Hunger Games when they send the stuff. Exactly. It's yeah. the Hunger Games. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, what, what you do is there, there will be like a separate app where you, you buy the items before the match. And you have them prepared for the match. So then when you see that your player needs a particular item, you swipe it in and you save the day. That's really cool, actually. Yeah, well, that's, that's just one of the things I want to bring into, like, Coliseum mode, which is going to be the, the big campaign that we're working on. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't think, you know, I could be wrong, I don't think I've ever heard of that level of interactivity before, um, not with a multiplayer game. And I sure even, think it's a really good idea. Yeah, really you know, like. even even with games, even with games that have like an app companion, it's an interactive app companion. Um, I, I don't think it's I don't think it, the approach has ever been quite as creative as what you're pitching right now for this. So I would like to see that. I'd like to see that if, it, if you're able to make it happen. Well, yeah, I mean, I, we're working on it. Chill, don't, don't rush me. <laughs> hey, hey, man, we're, we're trying to make moves. Like, um, Jay wants it now. Yeah, I want it now. I want it now. He's that sick kid. Tony wants it now. <laughs> Make a wish wants it now. Everyone wants it now, man. Well, I mean, and, and, and another important thing is also that uh, I want to build relationships in the game. And, and as I mentioned before, when you're checking, oh, let's see how David Nunez is doing. Well, it's because you're going to be following players, too. So um, I'm, I'm tying a lot of like social aspects into the game. Where you you if you like a player you, you follow him if you uh, dislike a player you could he becomes your rival you you keep challenging him and and it becomes an event basically if you've ever played Call of Duty and you played match after match after match and you've said why am I doing this why am I just battling for no reason yeah what I'm trying to do is give a reason to battle so I definitely you know in um. In Bloodborne, which wasn't, it's not really a multiplayer game, but, you know, the PvP matches, I would sit around in a dungeon and wait for it. The matchmaking was horrible, so it would take, like, 10 minutes, 20 minutes to find someone. I'd find a person, 
challenge them, fight them, maybe have a good match, maybe win, maybe lose. Then I get them like three or four matches away. And then the third time around, I get them again. Then I would have to go into my PSN. I would have to invite them personally. I'm like, hey, uh, next time we face off, let's have like a real long drawn out match with dealing items and all that kind of stuff. Um, and so I think like a tracking system like that to kind of pick your opponent and and watch them like I think that's brilliant. And I think that that streamlines a lot of things. It's, it's something that you kind of want out of these multiplayer games that they haven't quite done yet. Yeah, exactly. And and I think it's way past time that we start seeing some things like this. You know, like um, it, it, it you, you gain like followers, you you gain partners, people that you play with, and um, basically, I I, I want to make every battle matter. So, like, let's say you you're battling against um, you're battling against your rival. You know, it, it's it should be a personal thing between you and another player, but. What, what's going to happen is that people will see, uh, oh, um, a grudge match between David and Jay, right? Yeah. So they they could they could see like um, they, they could uh, see the match on the lobby, and they could be like, oh shit, I want to watch this. So they go in, and they could either participate or just spectate, you know. So I like that idea a lot. I like yeah. I like um, it's something that I've seen just a little bit, little bits and pieces here and there, but. Um, maybe to give you kind of an example of something that is kind of innocuous, but that I always thought was really cool is in, um, in Hearthstone, if one of your friends opens up a pack of cards and they get a legendary, a, a, a really rare card, um, it'll actually pop up and give you a notification and tell you like, they just opened this pack and got this card. And, um, it's kind of that same thing where sure to buy your own pack. Well, but it, 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 yeah, I mean, you know, so you can go hate on them. I'm sure that's the intent too, but but it kind of uh, fosters that community, right? Like that idea of um, I, I'm not even playing this person. your neighbor for getting a cool card. I'm not even playing with this person right now, but I can still really easily get a feel for like what is happening to them in the game right. and what what their yeah. game experience is like at the moment. So I think stuff like that's really cool. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely something I want to do as well. Like just. Just say you always feel as though you're there's a community growing, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's important, especially in a game like Gem Wars, where it's it, it's feels like it's just a local game, but there's other people playing it. You just don't know it. You right, know? right, and you can you can really inspire that, and I, I think having that kind of info uh, it. it it causes conversation, right? Like I saw a guy, I'm not even playing Hearthstone or, or I'm just sitting at the title screen and I see like this guy just opened a pack and got a crazy card. I'm going to send him a message and be like, Oh man, I hate you. Let's, let's play a game together or something, you know? So, I mean, you can kind of foster that sort of relationship, maybe even something where you were like sharing achievements or trophies, uh, with with each other like when somebody lands a, a really hard to get achievement it pops up with just a little notification in the corner just saying that they just got it um and and i think that is something where you can kind of still foster that competition even though people aren't actually playing a game with each other at the moment well yeah i, I, definitely, I, mean, I definitely go ahead well i'm gonna say I'm, i definitely like it a lot more when i turn on my psn it tells me i'm ahead of jared or lucio in something <laughs> oh yeah you're a hater. Has that happened? <laughs> it has happened. Oh, and it'll, it'll show you your achievements compared to the other people on your list. And you and you did oh, better than me. I'm gonna have to compare. Yeah, we're all gonna have to compare each other's trophies now. <laughs> yes, our trophies. <laughs> I have an 11 inch trophy. 
So, so realistically, David, how long do you foresee this game staying in early access? How how far away do you think you are from uh, getting something that you would be comfortable stamping a 1.0 on? I would say maybe early early 2016. I would say okay, that's that's reasonable. I think. And again, I mean, we're not we're not nailing you to a, a concrete date or anything. It's just uh, we it's, are. It's hopes and dreams. We Cheers. are. I mean, if, we, if he doesn't, we want to restate date, right now, right here. We're shutting off all contact. I mean, it. maybe maybe we should maybe we should dream a little more. Uh, Gem Wars movie. Who's your lead actor? Uh, <laughs> me, obviously. Okay, Gem, of Gem Wars, right. starring David Who, Nunez. Who's your, who's, who's your love interest? Uh, me obviously, uh, okay. I would I would I would play myself because you know I'm a ten. Ah, like Adam Sandler, Eddie Murphy, the greats before you. So wait, yeah, would you exactly. be playing two characters? Or would you be having sex with yourself? Uh, I will be having sex with a stunt double. Yeah, and mm-hmm. and yes, it will be penetrative. So but it still it still wouldn't be as good yeah. because that stunt double totally isn't going to be as good looking. Well, but that can That's be that true, can be I mean, changed in post. Definitely won't have the muscles. You can't put that on, on that poor stunt double. We'll do it in post. <laughs> well, I don't have an 11 inch trophy, so you know it's not like I can. <laughs> There's only I so much the dolphin man on top. <laughs> 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 but yes, I do like I do like your idea a lot. I think it's really cool, and I I hope that someday I can start up your game and get a notification to let me know that Michael just stacked his fifth hat on top of another, you know? <laughs> Something like that. That's more hats I love than you even dream of, bitch. It's, it's a lot of hats, and I would just, I would really like that if we could have that. I, so, I will so, talk to Christian. <laughs> so is there, is, is there anything else uh, we didn't quite talk about with Jump Wars that you wanted to pitch real quick on the podcast? Yeah. Uh... No, well, there is going to be um, a rated X mod where you can. No, never mind. You know what? I'll keep that as a secret. <laughs> yeah, surprise me. I mean, I guess that is a that is a natural question. You know, the internet can take anything and make it sexy. Do you think that so these? Sexy. Do you see a scenario where these characters you've created maybe fall into a fan base that you did not uh, know existed? Are you afraid of becoming Sonic? Is basically what <laughs> Are you afraid that they could become Sonic? Does that scare you at all? I, I just hope that someone does my giblets justice. Um, <laughs> their limbs, <laughs> their limbs float in the air. So I'm just putting that out there for anyone doing some fan fiction or for um, <laughs> images. I mean, you, you seem know, you I, seem I like pretty open to the idea. You recognize it's going to happen eventually. Yeah, and it's going to happen eventually. That's how you know you made it. It's an inevitability, and I mean, we should all be so flattered as to have our intellectual property twisted into a horrifying sexual... <laughs> <laughs> like, we should we should all be so lucky. Your giblets are on display. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. I swear that name was not intentional. We, uh, we really didn't think about that before we brought you on either. <laughs> oh, really? That's all I was thinking about. <laughs> All week. Like how many gi- how many giblet <laughs> jokes can I tell realistically? Oops. But I think well, you yeah, re- I bet you the answer wasn't this many. So what what is the etymology there? Where did where did the title come from? Well, it, it came from uh, I, I don't know if you ever played um, Doom or Duke Nukem. Like they actually called the body pieces like pieces of floating bits, uh, giblets. giblets or or, or giblets or whatever. Mm-hmm. And 
I thought that was really cool, and I was like, ah, I want to name something that. So, and, and what's more appropriate than floating bits of of a character? You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. You even collect bits as your currency. And bits, yes. Oh, I would say you nailed it. Thanks. <laughs> I would definitely say that. All right. Well, so Attack of the Gem Morris Attack of the Giblets is available on Steam right now. I, I actually don't remember what was the price point that you've got for it. Five bucks. Five bucks. So for five yeah. bucks, you can have, you a, have all the giblets you want. You can have all the giblets you want. You can have your uh, own okay. little party game. Uh, I'm not. I'm not sure about that price tag. What you do is you go with the Turtle Rock route, and you charge sixty bucks for Attack of the Giblets, and then you charge another. Seven bucks for each additional piece that you want to unlock. Seven bucks per giblet. I mean, that would be... Those are some expensive giblets. But I will tell you this. It will go up in price after early access. So that makes if sense. Wants, yeah, if anyone wants my giblets now, they better get on it. They better get, get it in on there. the ground level. And I've seen that happen a lot. Like, I, I, I kind of wish... I got it on um, Invisible Ink on early access. So I wish I got in fucking Kerbal Space Program when it was in Alpha. Yeah. I think it's expensive now. Oh, yeah, yeah. You yeah. cheap giblets, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, there you go. Like I but said, it's, it's available. Definitely worth, it's definitely worth especially if you need a party game. If you need if you need something right now, it's worth investing, investing in right now, I believe. You're investing in the future. David's an you're idea investing man. investing in the future. And if you like the things that he suggested today, if you're a sick child in the hospital... Um, <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe this is a, maybe this is for you. Even if you're not, but yeah, we 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 all played it. I think we got a the most we got was a three player game going, but um, perhaps at some point we can we can try for a fourth and see what happens there too. Um, but for the most part, I mean, it performed really well for us. Uh, I, I think we had a little bit of trouble once Jay got connected because it turns out in New York City their internet is just powered by a guy on a bike. Yeah, it's apocalyptic. <laughs> yeah. So. New York City internet sucks. The Lucio and I had a smooth as butter online experience. I was actually pretty impressed for um, until John I mean, like, made a fucking block of concrete and threw me on the. <laughs> yeah, I would describe and that as smooth as my, butter. See, my, we, we, actually, we actually redid my, the entire net, uh, net place, so it's even better now. Oh, there you go. Well, that's great. Well, see, my 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 sister likes pretending she has my interest sometimes, um, so I don't feel like an alone loser. So we got to play some local matches, and that was a lot of fun. Oh, that's awesome! Good. I'm glad. I'm glad you guys liked it. Yeah. All right. Well, I don't know that we have time to talk about Rocket League. Oh, why not? Should. should we? Should we talk about it? Just a fucking awesome game. Okay. All right. All right. You, God, you Jesus! Like, you I will like kill you. Whatever you want from Gem Wars. <laughs> I mean, I don't care. Like, fuck that game. Rocket League's <laughs> awesome. We'll just keep that part. <laughs> Let's cut out a lot. Uh, okay, so, so uh, Lucio, I think you described Rocket League the best. When you said it's the game, you didn't know you it's wanted. Like, yeah, exactly, pretty much. In fact, when Jared was like, oh, I have a call for Rocket League, you want to review it? And I was like, this is the stupidest game ever. I fucking hate you, Jared. And then, <laughs> so it's awesome. Wait, did, did we do we actually have do we actually have a code for Rocket League? Yeah, but they had they had a slight uh, hiccup where they didn't get the North America codes until the game was out, and yeah. so I mean, did it? I just I just got it through PlayStation Plus. Right, I did too, and I, I gave the code to Lucio because I think you didn't have PlayStation, or do you have PlayStation Plus? I didn't, but then I got it because I could. Because you know. got Rocket League, so it didn't matter right, anyway. So it was like <laughs> the other way around. 
It's so, like, oh, this is a game that's mainly online, so I need to get PlayStation Plus in order to play it. So bravo, there PR you company. You forced us to buy your game <laughs> somehow, anyway. So anyway, the uh, it, it's basically RC cars trying to get a soccer ball into a goal. Yep. And the there's no... That, like, the ball is very, like, accurate in terms of the physics, but the cars aren't. So, you know, well, the, the the, I think the, I think the cars are accurate in terms of RC car physics. I mean, have you ever seen an RC car that can jump on commando, or that can oh, go well, up? Oh, not that. Or yes. just sticks to walls. That's because you don't pimp out your RC cars how I do. Uh, how you know, do you, you do. pimp out your RC car to you the get, fight? You get you get hydraulics in that bitch. You get hydraulics. hydraulics you put glue on the tire. Yeah, hydraulics make <laughs> you like stick to walls. Right. Yes. That's exactly, how, that's exactly how hydraulics work. Hydraulics have advanced a lot since the last time I checked. <laughs> that's, that's right. That's <laughs> right. Um, hey. But, you know, it's good that the, the physics of the car aren't, like, great because that means you can go all crazy and shit. I, but I'm actually finding, I, you know, I, I don't know when you say they're not that great. But look, I... I, I, I mean, I'm not saying they're not great. They're I was forced to play 20 the- hours of the fucking Batmobile. So, you know, the car physics compared to the tank mode of the Batmobile, they're, they're like, fucking brilliant. Well, but that's the thing. They're, they're not supposed to be realistic, right? Like, they, the devil already made them fun. That's the whole point of it. Right, that's fun. I, I, but I, I'm finding, like, I'm finding there are, like, small nuances between each car. So it's not that's like so it's a done deal if you choose, like, one car. Like, if you like, choose a low rider and you hit a ball, it's probably going to go up, yeah. Yeah, so I, I like that. I like that there, there are little differences, but I still go for style over substance when I pick my cars. Um, I think I went for a very American-looking car. I have, the, I have the American flag, stars, America. <laughs> Greatest country in the universe. Okay. I have, uh, right now I have my car with a, with a Jolly Roger and a pirate hat. So I think, you know, I, I think you and I... Would you stack here, the hats, though? No, you can't stack <laughs> the hats. How many? That's so a, so, so you, can only have, you can only have one hat? Worst game of the year. One out of five. Okay, but but no, for real. Like, what about a racing game where you put hats on the car and you stack them, and you have to be careful when you go around the corners so you don't spill the hats? I think it's I think it's a game. Like, I think there's something there. I think you you know what I can actually see that as a game. I will give you what this one time I can see that as a fucking like. No, 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 really. Like, isn't it a cool giblets mode? Like, you're shooting at each other, (laughs) but you also have to worry about the stack of hats on your head that you don't want to fall over. And you know, I mean, there's there's extra challenge included. Like, I could jump and shoot this guy, but I might spill my hats. And nothing happens if you spill the hats. You're just you don't have as many hats. So 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 what 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 all modes have people played? Sure, everybody, you're a bitch. That's what happens. What what, what all modes have people played in Rocket League? D- David, so what I, you play? I, I played the Caesar and I played the Exhibition and I played. I know what you played because I've been fucking playing with you. <laughs> played like two games with me. I just I, play no, we played more than two games. We we like we we went head to head, and I think we ended up tied. We went one on one, and we ended up tied. We went three on three, but then the fucking um the well, AI. You and I, like, alright, alright, just other. just get fucking married already. Now, David, answer the question: What <laughs> modes of Rocket that. League did you play? I don't know. You're I not invited. I just I just remember I hit I hit a a ball with a car and it was awesome. That's it. Yeah, that's, I think that's a great I think that's a great description of Rocket League. I think that yeah, pretty it. much. So I, I mean, actually, I never, do we all agree game of the year then? So far, <laughs> just nothing much. better. 
I mean, keep in mind, David, that we don't include early access titles in our game of the year selection process. But oh man, even if you did, fuck that game. Fuck yeah, the wars. <laughs> I mean, you know, maybe if there were Dude. more hats, I would consider it. <laughs> could you could you say that as just one succinct soundbite for us, please? <laughs> Uh, my, my, Michael really wants to squeeze this down to like a, a minute long podcast <laughs> I, I want to start releasing these podcasts as ringtones <laughs> <laughs> right, you, you, you hit a ball you hit a ball into a net with a car I think that's the most accurate description of Rocket League and it's a lot of fun yeah that I would if I was to use two words I, think, I would use surprisingly I think fun Rocket League is that it doesn't stop like the, the, it's very yeah, easy it's like, to access, but it's actually yeah, it's, pretty deep when it comes to like positioning. And, mm-hmm. and yeah, I'm, and I'm finding you know I'm finding when you first start playing the, that game, the most intuitive thing to do is like race for the car, race for the ball, and then hit it with the front of your car. But I'm finding you know if you can really control your car's body and if you can really learn to control the jumps and and try and get an angle when you go up balls and all that shit, you can really. Uh, nail where that ball is going to go, and that's what I'm, like, I'm made, saying. Like the the physics of the ball are actually impressive. Yeah, right? yeah, I, and I've definitely made, nailed like a, a few shots, like using the body of my car instead of just going yeah. toward it. On. Um, yeah, kind of like racing it through the side. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's so, exactly how I play soccer. I mean, I, I throw myself at the ball and just hope for the best. <laughs> so you just get in your car and drive onto the field and chase chase the kitties around, right? <laughs> and you race them to the side. The and, then, and, then, and then when you race into the goal, you the blow up. It's just like in Rocket League. Yeah. Yeah, it's a bit of a more horrifying game when it... it you know, you hear about these kids that are like, I saw it in Grand Theft Auto. Well, Rocket League is something that's way worse. <laughs> you guys watch. We're going to have some kind of, like, sports day travesty. and I kind of want to watch uh, Demolition Derby with, like, soccer now. Yeah, I'm sure that will go great. Yeah, I mean, they'd run over the ball and pop it. <laughs> just like constant <laughs> soccer. A gigantic metal ball like the one in the game. Everybody has to go home. Yeah, I'm sure that would go ball. even better. <laughs> what about a rodeo where they all have to use their horse to kick the ball? <laughs> That's called polo and it actually exists. Oh, oh, yeah. What about polo where they all have to wear hats? <laughs> they, they have to wear, you have to wear hats in polo. Jared. Of varying yes, sizes and amounts. <laughs> All right, what about polo played with prop planes? Hmm. Polo. Going back to polo with the hats, are you wearing the hats or are the horses wearing the hats? Well, both. Uh, should there be. you go. See, this, and this, is why, this is why we have David on the pocket. Like, he's, the, yeah. he's the idea man. You right. say polo wearing hats, but he says the horses wearing the hats. Yeah, he, he right. Knows what he's doing. He's he's this guy understands the hat market. <laughs> <laughs> which is which is really something that I feel like most indie devs, you know, they just don't they they get it to a point, but then they they just can't like gone home, great, but where are the hats? Exactly. The indie market just Might wants to they... have those like cabbie hats. <laughs> they want like the fesses and all of those like pretentious hats. I mean, I don't yeah, even care. Like, I don't understand matter. the simple joy of hat stacking. Like some people just want a really big hat. Some people That's just okay. don't don't get it, you know. So, I mean, that's okay. Uh, I don't expect the world to just, like, turn in in an instant and suddenly see things the right way. You know, that's normal. So what's, what's your Rocket League team name? Hat Stacker Plus? <laughs> I don't... Did, can you set a team name? I don't even remember. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if I set one. I just, I just went with the pirate flag and called my team the Ravagers. 
I call mine the driver's jacket because of the scorpion thing. I guess if it's something I haven't picked yet, I'm going to pick Mole Men. Sure. How about you, David? Uh, I haven't named my team yet, but if I had to name them... Uh, I got nothing. Just name them Giblets. Giblets. Yeah. No, no, no. no. That's, what, that's, what, that's what I call it. I got nothing. Oh, there oh, you go. I got nothing. Oh, go. Okay, that's great. It's like, it's like who's on second. <laughs> I got nothing. <laughs> All right, did you want to talk about Invisible Ink? If, if I we... did, but now it doesn't feel appropriate anymore. Right, right. I mean, we had so I mean, much... It can't possibly follow Rocket League, the game of the year. We had so much fun tonight that I just don't feel like it would be appropriate to talk about Invisible Ink. <laughs> and we, and we started so morbidly, too. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, boy, things really took a turn, didn't they? When, whenever, you, whenever you start with Tupac, Life goes on. start morbid. Tupac said. <laughs> All right, well... We're uh, we're we're very thankful for David for for coming onto the show tonight. Uh, we will be posting a, a full interview with him on uh, I I think probably Thursday is when it'll go live, um, but we'll we'll get that out so that if you're interested, you can read more about the game. We'll link to the game's page, that kind of stuff, and uh, and, and let people come and explore that. Uh, but but thank you, David, for for joining us and putting up with us and and listening to to all the things that were said. Oh, thank you, guys. I had a blast. All right. Well, if you enjoyed our podcast tonight, if you're an indie developer yourself, you wish you could be on a podcast that was as as fun and cool as this one. Uh, if you've got a game about hat stacking, you're instantly on the <laughs> podcast for sure. So consider it. Um, you can write to us, reach out to us, contact at enemyslime.com. Uh, if you're not already, you should be following us on Twitter, Facebook. We're at The Enemy Slime on both of those services. Uh, of course, go check out our website, EnemySlime.com. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. Really just do anything. Just just Google Google Enemy Slime and click everything. Do, do all those things. Until you get to the very last page. I don't care how much weird stuff you see along the way or whether it even is related to us. Uh, I would just especially, like... Especially on Pornhub, Google Enemy Slime. Yeah, Google it. See what's in there. What's going on? I want to hear all the horrible things Jay said that now he can't get a job. Todd Howard capitalizes young teens. <laughs> Alright, that's a good that's a good stopping point. So again, thank you for listening. Thank you for uh, for, for joining us and uh, with that we are out. Good night.